Shazami is the latest and best enterprise-grade recruitment website technology globally, and is fully integrated into your ATS. There are no locking contracts, as we believe constantly high service levels and cutting-edge, easy-to-use technology should make you never want to leave. Recruitment website success equals Shazami. Visit shazami.com for more information. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. Welcome to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles with me, your host, James Whitelock. We all know the power of AI is going to change the way we work and recruit, but how is it specifically going to change the way that recruitment marketing operates? Joining me this week is Matt Comer, CEO at Sourceflow. Matt talks me through what he thinks is going to be influenced, changed, and eradicated by AI in the recruitment marketing space and the knock on effects for his own business. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules Podcast. It's my absolute pleasure to have Matt Comer from Sourceflow. Uh, Matt, uh, we've been trying to get you on for a while. We've kind of, we've, be, we've uh, kind of like ships tonight. We've passed a few times, um, <laughs> but finally, kind of got you on here, um, Matt. For I'm, I'm sure everybody knows just you, and they sure, I'm sure they know kind of Sourceflow. But for the kind of the, that that one percent who have never kind of heard of you, who managed to listen to the podcast, can you give us a little bit about your kind of yourself, your background, and Sourceflow? Of course, and it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, so I'm the CEO of Sourceflow. Uh, it's my job to kind of make sure that Sourceflow is wins. That's what I always tell people, like that we, we're in a winning position. Um, I've spent um, the main part of my real adult life, I guess, um, and actually my childhood as well, in technology. Um, specifically, I guess, what people would know me for maybe through this podcast would be um, in the recruitment marketing space, building uh, technology in, in that arena. So more specifically than that, um, recruitment website technology is kind of where originally kind of, I don't know, people people would see me at shows and they kind of built a reputation. So it's one of the founding team for Volcanic, um, which we grew I think to, for a real success story, um, to a business that sold in 2019 to the Access Group, um, and kind of now um, evolved, I guess, uh, took a bit of time and moved into uh, into running Sourceflow, which um, is a recruitment marketing platform. It encompasses things like websites, integrations, um, marketing analytics software, a bunch of other stuff that kind of exists within there as well. So, yeah, that, that's my role. Unfortunate it's enough to work with some awesome people. Uh, it's about twenty people or so now in in Sourceflow. Um, it's been a been a good growth story again, and uh, yeah, I, I love this industry. Yeah, it's it's been my life. Uh, it's been 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 what I've ate, slept, drank, loved for for a number of years now. Yeah, yeah, and, and I've wanted to have you on for a while because um, you, you're kind of like recruitment techs, techie, right? You're you're the person to kind of go to in this, in this case. And and actually, I, I invited you on because a couple of months ago, uh, I was at a, 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 a seminar and I saw you talk around kind of AI. Now, AI isn't something that we've actually tackled a huge amount on the podcast. I'll be honest, I've steered clear of it because everyone else has been talking about it for the last <laughs> last year, and I'm not sure what we could add to the add to the conversation. But I was really impressed by kind of your presentation and i know that sourceflow has now kind of started to implement kind of uh, some ai tech into their into the into the 
into the platform. And I thought that might be a good place to start is to kind of tell us what you're kind of doing at Sourceflow to integrate kind of AI. And then we'll go on to a larger kind of discussion around AI in general across kind of recruitment. So yeah, take us through how, how you're kind of integrating it at Sourceflow. Yeah, I think my view is that you've got to be, you know, we're really, really early in the like commercialized AI journey. This is really, really early in this. And I think like anything new, there's this feeling that everybody has to jump on it straight away in any way they possibly can. What we've tried to do, and, and I think what we've achieved so far is that we've not been really suckered into, oh, it needs to be everything that we do in every part of what we do here. Really, what we've tried to do is look at like a couple of core and key use cases that would make the lives of our customers better, right? We've, we're really niche in what where we look at like our icp our ideal customer profile is marketers in recruitment so that's who we we look at so any of the products that we look at is we, we class it as like revenue generating software for people so if we build this will it help people make money that's the big question that we kind of try and address and that's helped us i guess when we've looked at like where we're going to implement ai so as a marketer and from a marketing perspective one really simple application for it is to embed um, AI in content generation, right? So, you know, you come to the platform, you create in whatever it might be, an event or a news article or whatever you might want to put in the website. And there's a, an AI button where you can put a prompt in and it could say, give me ideas around this. And then it will also generate a bunch of ideas. Now, Marketers can use that however they want, right? I'm not here to tell people what they should and shouldn't do about generating content, particularly. Um, but our customers use it for either literally generating articles, right? Like that's that's up to them to do that. Or they'll use it for inspiration to then go and write another article. Like what are the key things I could write about? And then they'll write their own um, info. That's great because it's a time saving. It's helping them market kind of maybe smarter in some cases. It's maybe speeding up their time to marketing that way. So that's been one of the core use cases. That was the first real foray, if you like, that we brought in. Second more commercialized um, application that we brought in is uh, we call it the job description generator, but people are calling it like the bullhorn AI job description generator. Probably could have come up with a better name from that, if we're being honest, but it does what it says on the tin. And this is a product um, that sits within bullhorn serum and uh, you uh, it pulls all the core data of a job, job title, description, location, those types of things. You add a few more fields in the language you want it to be in you add maybe some of the key information about the client and it will then also generate a job description based around that um again i'm not one of these people that kind of sits there and says uh whether that's good or bad to be fair to be to be honest about it because um and because that's not my job really to police the internet as some people Okay, so, so I can't push you on that to get to get an opinion out of you whether you whether you think it's a good. And I, 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 I'm always sure what you would say, but I, I, my, my, view, yeah. my view is this: we the, the reason we built that again is back to use case, and we were approached by a number of. We tend to work with slightly larger recruitment agencies, and we were approached by a few of them that said our big and the marketing team said our biggest problem or one of our biggest problems is that the vast majority of jobs that we have as an agency that are given to us by clients, we do not promote online, right? They're not promoted externally through job boards. They never see the light of day. They sit within the CRM system, maybe sit within the CRM system, but more likely a consultant gets the job. They have a bank of people that they want to put forward for it. It's very behind closed doors. Bunch of reasons behind that. One is they don't want the 
the competitive nature of recruitment in a bigger agency to take effect and somebody go, oh, I could place a candidate in that. And they kind of go through that process, which still exists. I worked in recruitment a long time ago. It existed then. That has not changed. Um, uh, so that's one. And the other one is just consultants are time poor. And what we're seeing what we've seen a lot is that job descriptions aren't being sent anymore like they used to be probably years ago from clients to consultants. So the consultant then is having to write job descriptions. I, I think I saw in this um, the, uh, on this podcast, actually, it was uh, consultants as marketers, like recruiters as marketers. It was like a concept for a previous episode. And yeah, the, the, the kind of concept of that is tough because the creativity element is not one that they're very much known for um, from that side. So it was about 80% of jobs. It was a really high percentage when we surveyed our customer base. We're never seeing this. So <clears throat> our, our, our AI tool is helping those consultants that have writer's block or they don't really know what to write about to promote those jobs, which is then attracting the candidates. And it seems so obvious when you say it, but it will attract you know more candidates. It increases that talent pool and potentially opens up another 80% of, of jobs to see what to hit websites to drive con- to, to drive traffic. People can argue all day with me about the quality of what AI job descriptions look like. You can edit them. It's not a fixed thing. You know, there are people saying it's good and bad. My view, again, it's day one. We're really early. It will just get better and better and better. And I do think there'll be a point in the future where it will be better than the things that we would just naturally write now, right? Like that's what technology is very good at doing. So um, yeah, they're the main main use cases that we've brought in for it. And it's been positive. Yeah, it's been really good. So that's kind of um, what the kind of thing that people might will be doing on chat GPT, right? It's copy folk, it's copy based, right? Um, uh, But we know there's a lot of other kind of, kind of user cases for, for AI out there at the minute from, I came across something the other day, which will can, can take your webinar and, create kind of clips for it, basically automate the whole thing, you know, add the captions, add a transcript, but also just clip it up so you can do your audiograms and all those kind of things. Where do you, I mean, I know this is a bit source flow focused, but if, you know, as a, as a marketing platform, you know, you know, marketers don't just, just write stuff. We edit videos, we do audio, we do all the other stuff. There, there must be kind of, that must be the future, right? For, for, for where you're going to be using it for, for other formats and multiple formats yeah when 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 i kind of look at tech in this industry in particular like we've got a new website launching and uh the website is very much focused around this but there's different experiences that exists within this industry right there's the candidate experience there's the client experience there's a consultant experience there is a creative experience there is a marketing experience and what we do there, there's other there's the integrated like the tech um mm-hmm. experience they all exist within kind of what we do now we might sell a product that touches on all of those but actually each of those has its own granularity levels of granularity um that it works within so when i look at ai i think actually what what is, what is it going to do for each of those so for example if i look at the candidate experience that we're all trying to improve um i might bring it in uh at the point of job application right now i think it is it will not be very long um before the video kind of conference inside of AI. And like, I was, I was talking at a conference actually, and I was talking about um, Red Dwarf, right? You know, uh, both fairly, I know very much sci-fi, fairly big sci-fi fans. So um, Holly from Red Dwarf, you know, talks to the ship's computer. And, um, you know, I don't think we're a million miles away from that, right? There's already robots talking back to people and things like that, right? How long before you everybody gets a video interview? 
And I mean, everybody, you know, you, you apply for a job, everyone gets this video interview. It's a two-way conversational piece. It screens and then it rejects or accepts at that point in time. I'm not going to talk about bias. Let's keep that out of the conversation for now. But if, if we just say that that's a thing that will exist, I think that will be a big part of the candidate's experience to say, hey, before you apply for this job, we'd like to do a five-minute, a set, approximately five-minute video interview. That can be scaled infinitely, I guess. And, you know, server space is probably the only thing that's going to restrict that, but like it, it, that can be scaled to wherever we want to go. So I think that will be part of the candidate experience online and like the digital experience, whether that becomes the recruiter as an online face or it's yeah. the face of the recruiter. I don't know, maybe. Um, I still think the human element is going to be the biggest part of any of this in recruitment. I don't think AI is going to overtake that, but yeah, I think that, I think that'll be it. And then, so it's those type of use cases, I think, that we'll see more and more as we go through. From a marketing perspective, I think any of the use cases have just got to be ones that make life easier, quicker, or more effective. I don't think we should be really looking at it in a way as taking the creativity, or you said yourself, like, we research, we we learn, we think, we are abstract as people, naturally. That's what helped us come out of trees, probably, <laughs> um, you know, at the start of our evolution. Um, so... I don't think we should be looking for it to replace marketers or marketers should be looking for the quicker wins of that. But I think in ways of to improve and enhance what we do, yeah, definitely. I think that's all we'll be looking to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Um, and that's not because I'm a marketeer, but uh, and, and not wanting kind of Holly from, from Red Dwarf to, <laughs> to outdo my skills. But I think there is, you're right, that kind of abstract creativity is what kind of is going to make the difference. I think it, it, there's a certain amount of kind of looking at these as, as building efficiencies as well, right? You know, the ability, is, I, I would imagine that most people have, who are listening to this have probably had a play around with ChatGPT or Bard or yeah. one of those other ones and kind of asked it to, to write them an article, write them a blog. Um, uh, and it, even in the past year, they've got significantly better at yeah. doing that um, because just that, that, that kind of, they're, they're learning all the time and just as just more, the more stuff goes out there, the more they understand. Um what I would be kind of interested in is kind of, you're, you're right, you've kind of got those different kinds of experiences. You've mentioned the candidate experience uh, with kind of video interviewing. I'm sure something already exists out there. I'm sure someone's going to message me once this is out and say, look, yeah, we already do that. Um, yeah. And they want, and they probably want to come on as a guest. Um, <laughs> then, uh, but, but what about on the other side? What about kind of client side? Because, you know, we're in a, the, the, I always kind of describe, you know, recruitment and, and, and recruit marketing as one of the toughest jobs in the marketing because we've got so many, yeah. we've got, we're B2B, B2C, we're employer branders, we're all that kind of stuff. We're trying to do all that stuff for, for these businesses. What about the candidate side? What do you see kind of coming in from from, from that side from an AI perspective? I think the, client the, client, yeah, the client side, yeah. yeah. I knew what you meant. Um, client side's probably more difficult, right? Because the experience is very it's like multi-layered, like omni-channel, like client attraction and recruitment is the true omni-channel experience, right? Mm -hmm. You are never going to write a blog, no, never say never, but you are highly unlikely to write a blog that somebody who's the HR director of a brand A reads and says, oh yeah, this is such a good blog. I'm definitely going to use the recruitment services of this, this company. It's very unlikely to do that. It's the culmination of a number of different touch points to come together. I think AI from that perspective will be the ability to kind of almost programmatically at a pace, understand every touch point that we've had with a client and then understand where the next best touch point is to contact, to do the reach out. So I know there's a lot of like sales tools at the moment that do this mm. in, in our industry. We have SourceWhale, 
uh, there, there's Sales Loft, we have Gong. There's a lot of these kind of like sale automation process tools that exist out there. I, I, I'd imagine that either one of those or something we haven't seen yet will bring AI where it will say, you know, consultant met HR manager at this event. They mm-hmm. spoke about this. Okay, like store that in my memory. And then this happened and then this. And we've also read that they are into this. So we could craft some really hyper-personalized content around the Tour de France for this person and how we met. And and then and actually then they clicked on this link. So the timing of this needs to be sent at this. I think AI from a client perspective will be probably more meta like yeah. a, a, bit, a bit higher higher level, and it will look at the all of the touch points that exist, and it will then be the deliverable content and that killer delivery. I, I believe that's probably where it'll have more of an impact on on that part of the industry. I, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, and again, it probably things that, that that I know from from the work that we do. We want to be able to kind of capture a conversation that someone has at some point. If that's the first time you've ever kind of met someone, for instance, or if if something has happened, an event has happened online then you're basically just capturing all of this stuff and it is building up a picture of this client. You might not even know who this client is at that point. You might just know abstract bits of data about them. You might have an IP address. You might have you know, a, a, an email. You might have everything you kind of, but over time, it's just building up this kind of picture. And then yeah. the AI, the, the platform, you go, is, is kind of then starting to reach out to try and find who this person might well be. Are they being talked about on LinkedIn? Are they talked about on, on Google Alerts or something? And, to, and then automatically just building out this picture and deciding when events or then an email needs to be sent or something needs to be done at some point. I think that is the, because, because this person is in, you know, in an old B2B world, their lead score is hit a certain point. And so they kind of, they're, yeah. they're warm at that point, right? Yeah, but, but the ability to just kind of send out all those feelers and do that automatically, right? I think that would be, yeah, that would be cool. You can have I mean, that look, yeah, I'll, I've just I've just uh, started on it. Uh, <laughs> got an AI assistant yeah. that builds it. Uh, look, I, I mean, look. Ultimately, marketing is getting in front of the, the the right content in front of the right people at the right time. You know that that's kind of how it works. Um, if we strip it all back, you know, like I didn't write that. That's that's a thing. Um, and the the challenge that we all have as marketers is scalability, right? If we just had to focus on one company that we were trying to attract we would go way above and beyond all of the work that we would ever do trying to attract a thousand companies. And we would do something special, right? We would send them gifts or within rules and laws, but we would do very specific targeted campaigns. We'd send very personalized videos. We'd do this. The problem is that we're all being asked to do this at a mass scale. And there are so many potential buyers that we we have to scale at. Humans can't scale their activity anywhere near as quickly as technology can scale its own activity. So it makes perfect sense then to let the heavy lifting and that intelligence and that kind of algorithmic logic be handled by an artificial intelligence engine that can start to make its own decisions um, and, and already does make its own decisions um, rather than we have to worry about that. And what we are there to do is craft who it's going to and the sentiment of what we're trying to achieve from it and the strategic direction for the AI tools, maybe the morality around the AI tools. We should own that, I think, without getting too probably deep in that, but we, we should have that, that kind of ownership and that's where it probably as marketers we will have the best success. So then there's one other kind of uh, audience uh, that we're kind of forgetting is our own internal staff and, mm. and hiring our own staff. You know, there was uh, maybe not so much now, but, you know, last year everybody was scrambling around to try and get, 
kind of high, you know, scale and hire themselves a, a recruiter. You know, what do, what's your opinion on on where kind of AI potentially can help in that process? Not necessarily the hiring process, but retaining staff and benefits for you know, and that kind of almost that EVP kind of process. We you know that you know that everyone seems to be more kind of familiar with nowadays with, with as, as recruitment agencies. Yeah, I think first first and foremost, I'll start with what we shouldn't be do, looking to do, probably. Yeah. Um, my business partner and I always talk about this. Do you know when, I, I don't really watch The Apprentice, but if they all just started with what shouldn't we do, they'd probably <laughs> win every week. <laughs> like, well, so that's the first thing I always say. What, what absolutely do we not want to do when we do this? Oh, well, we're trying to sell sandwiches, so let's not miss lunchtime, right? Like, that's the thing we want to do, right? Like, what I, I, um, I read about, um, China's uh, approach to AI when it really started in yeah. kind of 2021. And uh, they the original use case for it was that they got people to go into this. They, they deleted a lot of information on this, but they got people to go into this like box and it asked them questions about the CCCP and then it gauged their responses, like a loyalty factor to the brand that is the CCCP, right? I, I think we have to be careful that we don't say, oh, we're going to use AI as a tool to see who really wants to work for our businesses, right? And I saw a video, which I commented on on LinkedIn about this recently, where it was looking at baristas in coffee shops and how many cups per minute that the baristas are able to move around. And it was like, and I looked at it, I was like, we've got all this incredible technology, so let's use it to fire people who can't make as many coffees as we want. Like, that's not where we want this to go. But trust me, we don't want to go down that route because – that's a very shaky path to, to go. It might be a very shaky path. Yeah, so I agree. We don't want it to we don't we don't want to use it to do that. I think what we probably want to use it to do though is speed up access to data and analytics, speed up the information about the next candidate that we might be speaking to or who the next best person to speak to is, speed up who the next best client to contact might be, really just enhance the ability for them to be successful successful relationship builders in businesses, right? The main skill I see and I saw this from one of Hisham's podcasts. Um, like I saw snippets of it for one that's coming up. And the guest that I had on, she said, um, I'm really good at just talking. Like, I'm really good at that. And I look at all the best recruiters that are really good at talking, right? They can sell themselves, but they can sell a situation. They can ask you, they'll find out who your favorite football team is. Like, they're really good at getting that kind of personal depth. I think if we can then arm the people that we've got in our businesses with very relevant information, maybe questions, the next best step kind of things to speak to or who the next best person. I think what we're going to do is we're going to free up all of that rubbish admin time that no one in sales likes doing um, and make it so that they're just really good relationship builders with their clients to say, hey, we've actually spoke to this these five people we we've, we've think are really good for your business. Let me talk to you about all the main selling points that we think from each of them and go through that at a much faster rate than maybe we'd be able to go to if we were trying to interview every single person for a job. Getting back into bias for a second, mm-hmm. if the AI tool is removing bias at the point of an application and is doing those interviews, actually the pool of people that we present to the clients at the end of the day might be a very different pool than we would have presented at the start of the day as well so you know the i think for consultants yeah we could talk about how good it is to work at our own businesses but i think if we just give them people the right tools and the right processes to make themselves more effective as a recruiter that's a best way and and maximize the amount of money they can make which is what we're here to do that's uh that's probably the best way of keeping people in your business so i think that will be a big use case for it 
Yeah. Uh, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Some great insights, some uh, some great things to kind of take away and think about. Uh, if anybody wants to know a bit more about you or SourceFlow, we'll include all your show, uh, details on the show notes. Um, I'm sure we'll have you back again at some point in the future. But for now, thank you very much. No, pleasure. Thanks for having me and uh, look forward to continuing my listening experience of this podcast. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Marketing Rules podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. I've been your host, James Whitelock, and I hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time. The Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.